Hello and welcome to another week of Just Me with R.R. Campbell. This is episode 16. It's our sweet 16. Isn't that sweet? How wonderful. We made it. Yes, the music has changed again. We've added a drum track now to this. There will be more to come with the remaining two episodes this month. We'll let the music kind of fade away here and get back to our regularly scheduled programming. Thank you everyone for all of your support last week. I want to remind you that if you enjoyed last week's episode, if you've enjoyed past episodes, this is a great time right now to subscribe to this channel on YouTube. You can see it in the lower right-hand corner of your screen, or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, subscribe. Make sure you catch every one of these when they come out on Thursday. I would really appreciate that. And as we get in now, yes, to our regularly scheduled programming, today we're doing... You were waiting for it. You missed it last week. Yes, you did. We're doing Relatability Corner again. So thank you, everyone, for being part of last week's episode. We've got Relatability Corner, like I said, back. But because we didn't have a new Relatability Corner last week, we have to talk about Relatability Corner from a couple of weeks ago, during which, yes, you might remember the sassy episode, I asked you if you wanted me to be sassy, have open, honest conversation, or try to do both during these episodes, right? Because it seemed like there was this idea that the sassier I was, the more likely I was to reach people or something to that effect based on previous conversation. So I asked you on Twitter as part of Relatability Corner, at Campbell is the handle. And overwhelmingly, people said they want a little bit of both. It was 80% to 20% for honest open conversation. Zero people voted for sass or to be sassy, I don't believe you. I think there are some people who really just want the sass, but that's okay. Maybe they didn't vote. Point is this, some additional feedback here. Kim, as always, thank you. I really do appreciate that feedback. Lechego My Ego. Kim had this to say, Lechego My Ego being her handle over on Twitter. Kim says, I like a balance between both honest conversation and sass. It's nice to get some real heartfelt or deep thinking conversations out there with a sprinkle, a sprinkle of sass. And if there's too much sass or a focus on sass, the risk of creating a caricature of of yourself increases and it circles back to the early point of feeling as if you've crafted a persona for yourself. All very true and all wonderful to receive as feedback because it shows, Kim, you're paying attention to what the entire point of this show is. It's about trying to arrive at our most true selves. It's about living unscripted unedited, and unafraid. So thank you, Kim, for that feedback. We did have one additional comment on the poll here from Jules, who tweets at JulesFX. That's J-U-L-E-S-F-X. Jules says, in my opinion, your quote, hot takes, let us get to know you a little better, and thus you are living unscripted, unedited, and unafraid. Good. Good counterpoint. I like that. But what I'm seeing in both of this here is that Well, the hot takes enable us to live unscripted, unedited, and unafraid, but if we go too hard in that, we go too hard with the sass, well, what do we get? That caricature and it sort of compromises the ability to be one's true self. So I think, yes, you are all very correct to think that we should be looking for that balance, and that is something that I'm going to keep in mind as we go forward. There will be a relatability corner this week, a new prompt, but before we get to that prompt, I want to actually have our conversation for this episode first, right? How can we juggle all the things? 
That's the question that we're going to be trying to answer during this episode. And our relatability corner for next week's episode will actually tie right into that question. That's not the question for relatability corner, but it'll be in the neighborhood. So strap in, we're gonna explore this question of how it is we can juggle all of the things before we get to our new relatability corner prompt. All right, so why is this question on my mind this week? Well, if you follow me on social media, whether it is on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, where I can be found as I am R.R. Campbell, all of those places, you know that last week, Lacey and I made the announcement that we will be starting and have started a candle company. Yes, you can see it burning in the background there. And if you've been paying attention in past videos, you have seen me burning other candles as a bit of a teaser. Easter eggs everywhere, everyone. Easter eggs, keep an eye out for them, right? But we made this announcement that we're going to be starting a candle company. And this is something that's really exciting. We've been working on it now for a few months, really since 2020 got underway. And we have done a lot of candle testing. We have developed a full business plan. I mean, it's we're making sure that we do this right. And it's been a lot of fun. And like I said, I'm really excited about it. But one thing that I've been thinking about in the context of this candle company is, of course, where does the time come from to take this seriously enough that, fingers crossed, maybe this is part of a long trek to slowly continuing to get out of the corporate workforce? Don't tell my employer. But the point is this. I would love to, at some point, be in a position to work as an author, a podcaster, and apparently now a candleman full time. That would be great. But those are three very different things. And sure, they all kind of complement each other one way or another, but they're all a lot of work, right? Because on top of that, these one-off things come up. I'm currently judging the longest running prize for fiction in the state of Wisconsin. That's gonna take me a few weeks, if not months, to go through submissions before I have to choose a winner. I've got the RightsCast Network podcast with four episodes coming out every month, including all the interviews and planning that goes into that. Still have that part-time day job. And on top of all of that, with the Candle Project, I want to start this new writer-focused program. It would be similar to what you're listening to right now, but it would be called Good Morning Writer Folk, and it would be almost daily five-minute videos based on reflections of what I have learned in that morning's sunrise writing session. Yeah, it's a lot. How am I supposed to juggle all of this? How do I juggle what I've got going on already? If I pursue this new Good Morning Writer Folk program, that means, I did the math earlier, I probably should have written it down, but it means I will probably be producing a minimum of 20 podcasts and videos every month. That's a lot, but okay, these are all things that I want to do, right? I mean, what we have to figure out though is when do we say no? When do I get this bright new shiny idea? This might be something you encounter if you're a writer or any kind of creative person. You're working on a project and you get this new idea. It's that shiny new idea. And you're like, oh man, I know that I'm 30,000 words deep into this manuscript and I'm feeling really good about it, but this other thing seems really cool. Should I just jump right at it? Should I, should I take advantage of inspiration while it's got me? I don't know. We're going to explore that a bit because we've already talked about this to some extent in the past, right? There was an episode where we discussed on letting go. Is this show, the one you're listening to or watching right now, is this one that I can sustain and keep up with? I don't know. We have to consider that there are opportunities to say no to things, and that's an important part 
of making sure that we aren't juggling so many things that we're constantly letting some hit the ground or we're not juggling with the finesse that is required to ensure we're putting on an awesome juggling show if we're going to stick with the metaphor, right? So the question that I want to turn this away from actually is that question of when we need to know when to say no, because it feels like it takes on this sort of negative connotation. It's about denying ourselves something as opposed to looking at what we have and figuring out what we can do to make it as meaningful as possible for us, right? So we need, maybe not need, maybe need, we'll find out if that's the right verb as this develops, right? But we're all on this quest to fill our lives, but not just fill our lives, right? But fill them meaningfully. And meaningfully is an important word there for reasons that we're going to explore. So from my perspective, a lot of what it is that I have taken on, whether it is the candle company, whether it is becoming an author, whether it is my podcasts that are related to writing, all of it has been about an attempt to connect and to communicate to the world who I am. It's all part of this greater quest for transcendence, right? And all of that is very high-level aspirational stuff, right? It's about establishing a connection, like I said, and making sure that we can, in the time that we have together, build a bond that helps us both feel reassured about the people we are and the people that we might become. Cool. Great. That's all wonderful, but there are other things that motivate that too, right? So, for example, what got me reaching out through those particular avenues, what has me doing a lot of this comes from this notion that in the writing community and surely in any sort of entrepreneurial capacity, you need to have a platform of some kind, right? So for example, Lacey and I could sit here making candles all day, but if we don't have a way to reach people with these candles, what happens with them? Well, we burn them all ourselves and that's nice. That's something that we enjoy, but if we want to be in a space where we can make this into something that supports us as individuals, and I mean that specifically in a financial capacity, we have to find a way to develop a platform. I need, personally, to sell books, right? I mean, yes, I love writing books. I was writing books for years before I sold a book and I enjoyed it a great deal. But if I want to be in a space where I can devote myself to focusing on writing books even more than I can right now with everything I have going on, I have to sell some. And that is hard unless you have some sort of platform or something to that effect, or so goes the adage, right? So yeah, filling the days, but trying to fill them meaningfully, trying to connect the dots between everything and deciding, okay, if I add this extra ball to my juggling situation, is it going to add meaning to my juggling routine? Or is it just going to be more cumbersome? Is it going to help me achieve my goal of connecting with people? Is it going to help me sell books? Is it going to help me develop a better understanding of myself and of others? These are the questions we have to ask ourselves if we're deciding whether something brings meaning and it should therefore be added to this juggling routine that we have. Also, if you're a juggler, and I am not using the proper nomenclature here by referring to it as a routine, let me know in the comments. This is not a metaphor that I intended on working with so strongly, but here we are. I was not prepared. So it goes when you are trying to do these things as unscripted as possible, right? So, all right. All of this makes me think about people in the writing community specifically, because these are the individuals with whom I am most familiar, who are trying to find ways to make it work as, yes, artists, 
but also as entrepreneurs, or as you will see the word thrown around once in a while, authorpreneurs. It's a little clunky on the tongue, but it looks kind of cool when you write it down. You don't have to say it all that often. So, you know, roll with it if you want to. The idea is this, I think about people like Sarah J. Carlson, who is an author that I recently interviewed over on my RightsCast Network series of interviews as part of the R.R. Campbell RightsCast. Sarah is an author who just had her second book come out, but she's not just an author, right? We have to be so many other things for ourselves and for the other people in our life. Sarah is an author, yes, but she's also a school psychologist and she's also a mom. And so as part of that conversation with her, we explored how exactly she makes all of that work. And one of the things that really came out of that conversation that resonated with me was that there ultimately has to be a sacrifice somewhere, right? Because time is a non-renewable resource. So in her case, for example, when she's on deadline with her publisher, she likes to kind of like me get up early and normally do her writing when she can, but when she is on deadline, but she knows she also has to do things like help her kid get up and go to school. Well, instead of getting up at 5 a.m., she's maybe getting up at 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. Right, where does, the, where does the time come from otherwise if not from sleep? Because that is this sort of idle time. But as Sarah rightly said, that's not a sustainable way to go about living. That's not a healthy way to try to maintain a strong sense of self. Sure, it helps us add another ball or keep these balls in the air as we juggle, but if we exhaust ourselves, if we run ourselves ragged, if we're getting three hours of sleep versus eight hours of sleep or six hours of sleep or whatever your standard operating procedure is, we run the risk of eventually not dropping just one ball, but having to drop all of them because we ourselves have dropped. So how is it that we juggle? Well, I think it comes back to this question of what can we do when we are deciding whether to take on a new project or to take a new direction in life? What can we do to ensure that this is something we're not doing just to fill the day or just to fill the time or just to sell books or just to whatever the thing happens to be? Is this going to add meaning to our lives? And at what cost might it come? Okay, great. This is sounding an awful lot like a cost-benefit analysis, I am sure, because to some extent, it is. And that's something that I'm trying to get myself to pursue or to consider more directly when I suddenly find myself with this idea of, hey, I know you just added a candle company to everything you have going on. Hey, I know your podcast network just went from three episodes to four episodes per month. And hey, I know you've got a fiction contest to judge and querying to do and manuscripts to work on that are, you know, your actual manuscripts for the future. But why don't you, why don't you start a show, another show? It'll only be five minutes of recording in the morning. It'll be a benefit to you and to the writing community. Why don't you go ahead and tackle that? It's just five minutes. That's what the voice says, right? But I know it's not just five minutes. It takes a lot of time to edit an episode, to get it uploaded, to turn it into a podcast and a video. And the next thing I know, I don't know, where will I be? But is pursuing something like Good Morning Writer Folk, similar to pursuing this show, is it going to add meaning to my life? I think so. I think that it will. And so the avenue that I'm going to try to pursue is to go ahead and give Good Morning Writer Folk a shot. 
I will continue to do this show and all the other things that I just listed, plus also try to, you know, have a life outside of all of this, which is actually, it's been pretty good lately. So I feel like I'm on a good track, right? But the question is, at what cost will that meaning come? And maybe I won't know at what cost that meaning will come until I've given it a shot for a week or two. And hey, if it works, great. If the cost proves greater than the meaning that I feel I can bring to the community or the meaning I can bring to myself, maybe I pair it back or maybe we say goodbye to good morning writer folk altogether. I don't know, but in about a week from now, when I record our next episode, I'll have done a couple good morning writer folks. We won't have enough data, so to speak, to know definitively one way or the other, but we will have something to work with and we'll check in once in a while and see how it goes. So if you're trying to decide how is it that I can figure out what I can juggle and what I can't, make it about meaning and keep in mind at what cost that additional meaning is going to come. That's that's how I would pursue it anyway. And this all circles back now. I made a promise to you at the top of the episode. We're circling back to Relatability Corner for next week. And it ties right in to this idea of our juggling routine and bringing meaning to our lives. So this is your prompt. When I have an idea for a new project or direction in life, I pursue it with abandon carefully evaluate the options, or give it a try, then evaluate. I'm kind of already telling you what it is I seem to do. Sometimes, sometimes what I seem to do is that I'm going to give it a try and then evaluate with this Good Morning Writer Folk program. I know in the past I have done some pursuit with Abandon and with the Candle Company. I have carefully evaluated options. But what do you do? What do you tend to do? Maybe it's not so simple. We always seem to end up with these additional options or these new lanes that emerge in the comments, but let me know. When you have an exciting new idea, do you pursue it with abandon, carefully evaluate your options, or give it a try, and then evaluate? We'll see what we get for responses from you for next week's episode, but until next week's episode rolls around, thank you for joining me for episode 16, sweet 16. I hope you had a nice time at our party. Thank you for joining me for episode 16 of Just Me with R.R. Campbell. Please, like I said at the top of the episode, consider subscribing, liking this video, or leaving a rating and review if you are listening to the podcast version on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back on June 18th with another episode and another exciting topic, I hope, for everyone. But until then, you can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook as at I am R.R. Campbell. And remember, in the meantime, to live unscripted, unedited, and unafraid.